Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 13th of August. The nation's capital is now in lockdown as COVID spreads to Canberra. Stay-at-home orders were enforced late yesterday after a man in his 20s tested positive. It's still not known how he contracted the highly contagious Delta variant, but a number of popular shops, bars and nightclubs have now been identified as exposure sites. At least three of the man's close contacts have also now tested positive positive. Here is ACT Chief Minister Andrew Barr. We really need this lockdown to be effective and we have seen in other parts of Australia what happens when people do the wrong thing. No one wants to be here today in this situation but we have one opportunity to stamp this out and we all have a collective responsibility to each other to make sure we are successful. To New South Wales now, where health authorities are concerned about the number of young children contracting COVID. In one day, 44 cases of COVID were in children under the age of nine. One of the latest schools in Greater Sydney to close is Giant Steps in Gladesville in the city's north, which educates children with severe autism. It's now been shut down after at least seven students and three staff members tested positive to COVID. There were 345 new cases recorded across New South Wales yesterday and two more deaths. Epidemiologist Professor Nancy Baxter has told the project she expects case numbers to surge even further. But when you have 345 it means they'll give it to 450 people. And once you have 450 people, they're going to give it to 580. So this is kind of at the point of the curve where it's really going to start to increase. We're going to start to be seeing large increases in numbers. To Victoria, where state authorities are trying to track the source of a growing number of mystery COVID cases in Melbourne. It comes as two women were apprehended after illegally boarding a flight from Sydney to Melbourne. The pair both tested positive for COVID and did not have the correct border passes. Victorian COVID commander Jerome Weimer says everyone else on that Qantas flight needs to get tested and isolate. There's no point getting angry. There's no point getting frustrated. We've just got to do what we've got to do. I'm pleased that the system's worked. Um, they were. That's why we have the authorised officers there. That's why the processes are in place. And that's why we've got a, fun, you know, a, a really robust quarantine system to manage them safely. What on earth they thought they were doing, I can only speculate. Victoria recorded 21 new cases of COVID yesterday, which includes the two women from Sydney. The push to make vaccines compulsory in the workplace is a step closer after new guidelines were released by the Fair Work Ombudsman. Australia's workplace regulator has unveiled a planned four-tier system to explain when it's reasonable for employers to make the COVID vaccine mandatory. let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground and we return to New South Wales where the federal government will send emergency vaccine supplies to Walgett in the state's far west as concerns grow COVID is spreading further into regional and remote communities. It comes as three new cases were also confirmed in Dubbo and as Cherie Coleman reports there are concerns children are at risk. That's right, Tash. We know that at least one of the cases confirmed yesterday was a child, with the Arana Heights Public School the latest to close for cleaning, while students and staff self-isolate. It's prompted this message from the Chief Executive of Western New South Wales Local Health, Scott McLaughlin. This is absolutely time for parents right across Dubbo and the region to really think about, do you need to go out with your child? Um, Does your child need to go to school? 
I mean, particularly if they've got a bit of a snotty nose, a scratchy throat or any other signs and symptoms, please don't have your child at school in those conditions. People have been answering the call for testing, though, with staff at all of the drive through clinics working morning until night to get through everyone in the queue. We've also seen an understandable spike in numbers coming forward for vaccines. A walk-in Pfizer clinic is being set up today in Walgett. Of course, this comes with all of regional New South Wales on edge, especially now the outbreak has moved to Canberra. And more suburbs across Sydney have been hit with tighter COVID restrictions as cases continue to spread. Our reporter Siobhan Caulfield has the latest. Yet harsh residents in the council areas of Strathfield, Burwood and Bayside must now abide by a 5k radius while they can only leave the area for authorised work and face masks must be worn even outdoors. It comes with police cracking down on certain rules for all of Greater Sydney. There will be a strong focus on anyone flouting the singles bubble rule as well as residents congregating on the beach. And how about this for an incentive to get vaccinated? Talks are underway between our state government and the hospitality industry for pubs and bars to reopen as soon as next month for those who've had both jabs. Now for the latest in business and finance news. We're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at CanStar. Effie, we saw new financial support announced for the Melbourne businesses struggling during another lockdown. But how far does it go and is this new financial support enough? Yeah, look, as always, it is the devil in the detail. So just to recap what was announced yesterday, overall $367 million package and essentially there's three key payments to this. The good news, two of these will be automatically paid. So if you got them before, you'll get them again. So the business cost assist program, if you got that, you'll get 2800 for the seven days. Now, the licensed hospitality venue fund, if you got that, you'll get it again, and that's up to $20,000. The amount you got obviously depended on the size of your venue. The new one is the COVID hardship fund worth $10,000. It's a once-off payment, and it's essentially for those businesses that haven't qualified for any other funding programs. Now, the detail is you've got to be registered for GST, and you have to have evidence of a reduction of at least 70% for a minimum consecutive two weeks since the 27th of May. But the key thing, of course, Tash, is timing. I'm hearing day in, day out that businesses aren't getting these support payments. Mm. It's taking too long. The tip with the Victorian hardship one is that try and go through an accountant. I was reading the fine print, and if you go direct, that's good. But if you don't uh, use an accountant to even verify your process, and um, you actually go direct and expect them to check it, it can take up to 25 business days to process. They make that clear. That's a long time for a small business, isn't it? Especially when they don't have any income and so many overheads at the moment. Effie, in other news this morning, while some businesses are really struggling, other businesses are certainly booming, especially when it comes to people streaming different movies and services during lockdown. With another one launching, can our budget handle it? (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. This is the business you need to be in, streaming video on demand. Some new research from Cancel Blue show that 33% of Aussies actually signed up to a new streaming service during lockdown. Now, that's understandable. We need something to do and we're chewing through content like nothing. Um, so I, I guess the, the, the timing of this Paramount Plus service is pretty good. On average, most of us have about three or more services. 14% of us would like to unsubscribe, but we just never get around to doing it. 
So here's another one to drop in your basket. It's interesting to note uh, Paramount Plus is owned by Viacom CBS. So under their belt, they've got the Paramount Pictures, the Showtime, the Nickelodeon. So there's plenty there for kids, plus heaps of Aussie content too, because they do own Channel 10's online streaming platform, 10 All Access. The big draw card is the live sports rights. So that's going to be, the, the I think, a big draw card. And you get all this for $8.99 a month. So it comes in now, Tash, as the third cheapest mainstream entertainment uh, supplier. So they're behind Amazon Prime at $6.99 and then Apple TV at $7.99. Now, look, my tip here is if you do fall in love with this, have a look and see how many do you have now. Maybe you can drop one and stay on another. I mean, it does offer a seven-day free trial, but we all know what happens here. You get the free trial and never unsubscribe. So have true. A look for like, yeah, look, there are some free services too. I came across something called Canopy. If you are a, a member of a library or you're at uni, you can join up for here for free. And they've got classics and even like, you know, new releases like the Tearjerker Lion. So there are ways to kind of, you know, save a little bit here. So much content, so little time. Effie, happy Friday. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tash. Time is what we have. <laughs> Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas And Brett, what a game last night The Raiders gave the Storm a big scare But ultimately they fell short Yes they did, good morning Tash It was a good game on the Sunshine Coast last night And the big event that changed it from a Raiders perspective Was Corey Harawira Naira being sent off for a shoulder charge Late in that match in the 76th minute It floored Jerome Hughes The uh, the little halfback from the Melbourne Storm uh, But coach Ricky Stewart insists that the action wasn't intentional It's not in Corey's makeup to go out and try and hurt someone like that it, It's a collision game and he's come in very fast If he has hit him in the head Obviously um, the young bloke was taken off so so it would have been a, a slip or an error in judgment of contact. It's not something that he would have went out to try and do. So it's the Storm's 18th win in a row, which is remarkable. The Raiders are likely to slip out of the top eight by the end of the round. We've got a doubleheader tonight at Suncorp. The Dragons fighting to keep their finals hopes alive against the Panthers, who welcome back Nathan Cleary. Then it's the Broncos coming up against the Roosters, currently sitting fifth. The Storm is unstoppable at the moment. Brett now into the AFL and the Giants will be without their match winner against the Tigers in in the AFL tonight. Yeah, they tried desperately to get to Toby Green freed. They took their case to the AFL Appeals Board yesterday. He was hit with a one-game ban. It was actually two, but downgraded to one at the tribunal. That wasn't enough, though, for the Giants, so they took the last step of going to the Appeals Board. The hearing lasted three hours, but they've come up short, so he will be missing against the Tigers tonight, and their football manager, Jason McCartney, is hoping that they can win without him. Disappointed, and it, obviously he doesn't get to play, but um, it's, a, it's a week, and we've got to get the job done so he can return the following week and we can push on. They have uh, got some big guns back though. Jesse Hogan, Josh Kelly and Jacob Hopper among six changes. The Tigers are unchanged. And the Wallabies are vowing to bring the heat against the All Blacks bred in tomorrow's second test. Yeah, of course, they lost the Bledisloe opener and uh, really the score flattered them in the end. They scored three late tries. Now, Dave Rennie has declared that they don't fear the All Blacks as they prepare for that second test. And he has recalled New South Wales enforcer Lockie Swinton. He's moved to Rob Valentini to number eight and promoted Matt Phillip into the starting second row. Eden Park is a graveyard. Let's see how they go tomorrow night. Fingers and toes crossed for the Wallabies. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. 
And what a way to start your weekend. One very lucky Victorian is waking up this morning $80 million richer. The Powerball went off last night with the splash of cash going to one ticket holder who is yet to come forward. It's the state's biggest lotto win and Australia's third biggest lotto win ever. How good is that? And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and a lovely weekend. Stay safe and we look forward to seeing you on Monday. Listener.